The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. It's Tuesday morning, and we're glad you're with us as we continue our study through the book of Matthew, really through the book of the, through the life of Christ from Matthew's gospel. Uh, I'm telling you, I've looked ahead a little bit. I've been excited over you know, one of the bigger things coming up later in chapter 4 is the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, all these different things. There's a lot of uh, very practical teaching in there that was given for that time. Uh, if you've ever studied the teaching of Jesus, it was always what we call counterculture. Culture dictates we do this, Jesus, and the truth of Scripture. How do we respond to this? And so, and that, by the way, that teaching is still extremely relevant today. And uh, so, keep, keep stick with us as we continue through the Gospels. I enjoy, love studying the life of Christ, and hope this is an encouragement to you as well. What we're going to start to talk about today is kind of Jesus' unofficial start in the ministry. We believe his his earthly ministry started at his baptism. It's kind of his public introduction with connection to John the Baptist. Um, but we're going to talk about his first message, kind of what was the catalyst of the first message, uh, who is he speaking to, and uh, what was the message. And I still believe it is the same message today. So Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 12, it says, now when Jesus heard that John, the, John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt at Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So let's start quickly and talk about the context, history, what's going on here. Uh, we have a scenario to where John the Baptist has been put in jail. And in, in, in a little while later, as we get later on to the book of Matthew, we'll talk about what happened, why, and ultimately what happened to John the Baptist. But for all extents and purposes, John the Baptist is he's put in jail and he kind of is off the scene. He has fulfilled his purpose, which was seen in Malachi, the prophecy that there would be a forerunner of the Messiah. He comes, he, he's unique, he's, he, you know, he's kind of extreme in his personality, all the things he was supposed to be, uh, preaches, he baptizes Jesus, and now Jesus is, is, is waiting. John the Baptist, you know, they've been kind of this little waiting time. John the Baptist, to an extent, off the scene completely, but no longer the main guy Jesus begins in this time. And so we see that it's a, now, now a lot of people have asked. I was reading this morning, what are some of the reasons, you know, okay, what happened? John the Baptist gets thrown in jail. Jesus takes off and says here that he, he leaving Nazareth comes to Capernaum. A lot of uh, commentators would tell you that maybe he was getting away from Jerusalem because it was not a safe time. John the Baptist had ruffled enough feathers that maybe starting somewhere else. We'll see in a moment that at least what we know is that Jesus went this way because it fulfilled prophecy. And, uh, and it's important for us to understand, again, why is it important? that we understand that Jesus fulfilled prophecy because Jesus was and is the Messiah, the Son of God. He was the Savior. He is the Savior of the world. And so these things are done for historical purposes, for biblical purposes, because these are reminders. Because a lot of the people today still only hold the Old Testament. We have to remember Jesus is and was the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He comes, he said, it's finished, it's complete. He completed the law. He starts a new time, a new age in, in church life, in, in, in Christian life, in, in, in history, human history. 
So it's important for us to catch that there's not separate. Jesus is the fulfillment of everything the Old Testament said would happen. So let's look a little bit at what Isaiah stated. I think it's Isaiah 9, if I'm not mistaken, that references um, Matthew's quoting uh, Isaiah, he quotes it, we say it in verse 15, but he quoted saying this, that the land of Zebulun, this is where he was going, the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, are close beyond Jordan, around Jordan, um, to the Galilee of the Gentiles. Predominantly, there was two different levels of the Galilee, upper and lower, if I'm not mistaken, this was the upper level. Just to, It just really gives a little bit of geographical understanding of where he started in, in Galilee, referencing trying to reach out to the Gentiles. Verse 16, the people, these people here, who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. So he references the area, just a geographical area where he starts, which again fulfills an Old Testament prophet, prophecy. Then he references the people, because they sat in, in darkness. Now, there could be a lot of references to what he's trying to explain when he says they sat in darkness. Uh, generally speaking, there are two predominant things that are used to describe what we what he means by they sat in darkness the one is that they sat and not did not know the truth they did not have their eyes open uh, john chapter 3 men love darkness you know the, the, the bible talks men of darkness better than light the gospel is the light and so a lot of times in scripture it does reference the idea that darkness is the lack of truth of jesus when jesus comes in he's the light of the world and he lightens up he opens our eyes he gives us light he helps us to see the truth and so it could be that they were sitting in darkness simply meant in ignorance. They did not have the truth of, the, of this new gospel, and Jesus is going to share it with them. It could also mean that they're just sitting in a horrible situation of sin. Uh, darkness was a dark place, connotates a place not only of ignorance and lack of knowledge, but also talks a lot about a place of great sin. Uh, and it, it could be both, honestly, in our day and age. Unfortunately, in our culture today, the lack of truth, the lack of light, the lack of Bible truth in the lives of people have a tendency to drive them to search out hope or something, and it, for some reason drives them in to sin. The world is bragging on that, go this way, and, and unfortunately find that empty as well, which is so discouraging to think, you know, you're just searching everything, you're trying everything you can, you find emptiness, that's the darkness. It's like just stumbling around in, in, in lies and lack of truth. And, and it, just, it just gets empty, it can be hurtful. Uh, so that's what Jesus is bringing to the people. He's bringing this light. So the truth is his message is one of light. It helps people to see the truth. And so what is the message in verse 17? From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So his comment is, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, there's a, there's a lot of different kingdoms referenced, or a couple of different kingdoms referenced in Scripture, um, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, things of that nature. The kingdom of heaven, ultimately the eternal kingdom where we will live forever, that's still in, in a future for us. And even now, when we reference, you hear us talk about kingdom work or the kingdom. Um, the kingdom is not here yet. We're in church age. We're not in the kingdom. That's still the future. Now, why do we reference that? Um, because we're waiting for that physical kingdom to come. We're waiting for the day when Jesus rules and reigns, and there is a physical earth kingdom, earthly kingdom that we can follow where Jesus sits in the throne of David. We look forward to that day. Uh, but what we're looking about now is really what we call a spiritual kingdom, a kingdom where Jesus is still ruling and reigning in our lives. And this is a choice. We're, we're kingdoms of the citizens of 
heaven, uh, citizens of, uh, of a different earth, a different place, not earth. And that's really, it's a spiritual one, really, when you look at it now, and it's something we should be part of. That's why we talk about expanding the kingdom, getting more and more people into the kingdom. Um, some would get called it a church age. It's really the same idea. This church age is the spiritual kingdom. That's why he's referencing what's coming. So he says, the kingdom, repent. He goes, the kingdom, this truth is coming. The truth is here. This is new. He's, he's moving from the Old Testament to this new thinking. He's introducing this as transition time, and he talks about repenting. Again, we've said this before. Repentance is truly simply recognizing the direction you're going is wrong. It's empty. It's sinful. Uh, it's going against what God's plan was. And so he says, repent. It means turn. Turn away. Turn from that direction, from that lifestyle. Turn towards Jesus. And I get that some people really struggle. The idea, you know, true people say repentance is, you know, look at your life and it's falling apart. And while that's all true, but the simple answer is recognize the direction you're going is empty. It is against God and the way you're going is going to bring hell. It's going to bring pain. But if you turn the other way, repent. You turn and you put your life, in, you give your life to Jesus and you follow him. That's where you're going to see a new direction. And that's repentance, turning from what you know is wrong to what you know is right, turning to Jesus. That's what he said. The way you're going is wrong, repent, turn to me. And that was the message that John the Baptist gave. That's the message that Jesus gave. And I still think the message we should give today, repent, be, recognize the kingdom, recognize the true kingdom coming, and recognize that we need to get on board with it. We need to be, if you're not saved, turn, repent. If you are saved, boy, what an opportunity to be to be ambassadors of that kingdom in our time today. And hopefully that is something we can get. So may we grab a hold of that message and it may be something that is still proclaimed even in 2023. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you stick with us here as we'll talk about Jesus calling some people to serve him. We'll get into the Sermon on the Mount. Some really unique and fun parts of scripture coming up and I hope you stick with us and hopefully this will be a great encouragement to you. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.